Welcome, everybody, to Bible on the Rocks. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the story of Jephthah from the book of Judges, chapter 11. As a general disclaimer, the views and opinions shared are those of the participants only and do not necessarily reflect those of any Christian denomination, nor do they reflect those of any of our sponsors. So, sit back and enjoy as we explore the Bible with Bible on the Rocks. Who's got the story? I do. Right, should we do right. our introductions? Yeah, we should totally do Are we doing right. the Enneagrams or whatever? We talked about doing Ooh, that. Let's I do that test. During finally. this? Yeah. I took the, I took the oh, quiz. Oh, I don't know. We're going to always like say it. what number I feel like I'm more unique than what it told me. No, Does everybody not, know yeah, yeah. what Enneagram they are? I yeah. Remember. I can't remember totally, but. Oh, Ed's probably into oh, this. You're into the Enneagrams. I did it years ago. I took a screenshot. I did pull it up the other day. Eric, are you familiar? Yeah, I have a a really good friend that's an Enneagram professional. Really? <laughs> yeah, she does like workshops and stuff like that. And uh, that, I thought that was something you would do. I could. Yeah. It would add, she's got a really dynamic like Enneagram thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, she hates the online tests. Let All right, we'll do it another time. I'm a two and a nine, I found out. No, Wait. you're way better than two. You're Both? at least an eight. <laughs> I was, no, at least an eight. <laughs> at least an eight. I'm, I'm only like, a seven. I'm, I'm a like seven. very little eight. With a little bit of eight. I'm a lot of two and a lot of nine. We, uh... my prof- afterwards, I didn't know about it. And I texted about it. My professional friend who does this, we had, we were eating lunch, and she was like, I'm going to type you. And I was like, all right. So she asked me a bunch of Whoa. questions. And you're like, yeah. what does that mean? And we have an it's argument like over whether I'm a type eight or whether I'm a type two. Okay. That's where I was. Eight and yeah. two. That's my favorite kind of diabetes. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's the good one. <laughs> it's the one you earn. That's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite of the diabeteses. <laughs> All right, let's save it for another time. All right, um, it's gonna take too much time. Um, oh, we gotta do introductions. Yeah. My name. My name is Jeremy Spittle. And cut. My name is Jeremy Spittle, and I'm drinking bare knuckle. Uh, cask strength whiskey from uh, KO Distillery here in Manassas, Virginia, and coincidentally, I am an Enneagram Nine. Mm. Mm. Why is that coincidental? That? I don't know. Because oh. you like to bare knuckle box. Because I didn't know <laughs> yeah. how to. I didn't know how to work it in. Um, mm. I guess we'll do it another Slowly. time and, and splice it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Eric. Eric. Wait. What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> hey you. Who hey guys. You? Hey, hey guys. guys. My name's Eric. <laughs> what? what is that? What? I'm just glad to be here. Hey guys. Yeah, thanks for having hey me. Hey guys. Glad to be here. Thanks hey for guys. having me. It's My good to see Eric. everybody again. It is good to see everybody again. I'm really stoked to be back with my friends, laughing and cutting up and having a good time. Tired of trying to make my wife laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you drinking? Nothing. I don't even got a soda or water. Nothing. <clears throat> and, uh, no, I don't want any, I'm not I don't know how old that bottle of water is, but you can have the rest of it. Yeah, I'm thirsty. See you right there, Jameson. You the man. 
It was hidden. It might have COVID on it. Coronavirus. Not has a shelf life. Floaties. As long as there's no floaties, I'm good. I don't know. That's suspect, man. That's pure spring water, man. Yeah, but someone drank out of it already. Oh, there it goes. I already grossed Ed out once, y'all. That I was just Jeremy's tell urine was, sample. I got that. <laughs> I got that it's really clean. Yeah. You can tell he's not on anything. Yeah. I mean, Ed was like, you can take a shower before you come get me? And I was like, nah, dog. I'm going to just put some dry clothes on. He's like, <laughs> I was like, I'll take a shower in the morning. I like I like being raw. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Like raw dog, a raw dog in it. Salty even? Salty. Yeah, yeah. You could lick me. That's why the dog was licking me right now. When I came in here, that dog was licking me because I'm so salty. <laughs> And I told him, I said, I said, I don't even, I don't even brush my teeth on the weekends. He was like, whatever. <laughs> he didn't. He was like, you're lying. I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. Oh, it's called slum. It's called slumming Saturday. It's called being married for a long time. Hey, some, you're like a so pirate. My friends, my friends are like, you mean? I told him it was slumming Saturday. Yeah, like a pirate. I didn't That's hear you say like. anything about that. I didn't go. I told you I didn't brush my teeth, though. You did. Yeah, you can't but that's even brush your teeth? On the weekend. Slum is Saturday, no? Slum is Sunday. And then my friends were like, it's celibate Sunday. And I was like, <laughs> what? what? I, if I stink and I don't brush my teeth. But I was like, nah, dog. She don't even care. Uh, oh. Okay. Who's uh, next? Wait, right, have you Brett. even introduced All yourself? Right. What are you yeah, drinking, Brett? Eric, Eric oh, okay. What are you okay. drinking, Brett? I'm I'm Brett Hinky. I'm drinking a Make Ultra, and I shower every day, (laughs) (laughs) even on the weekends. Proud of you, buddy. Thank you. Proud of you. You don't ever skip a shower? No, that's not true. I didn't shower yesterday. Do you brush your teeth once or twice a day? Twice. Don't lie. You hesitated. Morning and evening. Do you floss? No. uh -uh. I'm a once a day. I I definitely need to floss. I need to floss more than I do. I read a study that said it doesn't really do any good. Like what, it's short, flaws? short term. Yeah, short term, it can get stuff out of your teeth, but mm-hmm. long term, it doesn't mm-hmm. add to your, your. So there was one study written that said it doesn't do any good. I've How many it, uh, are there? That it say was it the does one good? when they say four out of five dentists recommend it. It was the one. <laughs> 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 The I, fifth dentist. I brought it up to my dentist. I brought it up to my dentist. My dentist was cleaning my teeth. He's like, you've been flossing? I was like, nah, dog. I read a study that said it doesn't do any good in the long term. <laughs> and, and he agreed. He was like, well, you know. It might just do any good in the long term, but it makes our relationship better. I don't yeah. <laughs> If I brush and floss right before I go to the dentist, it's fine. I, mean, I do like the week before I go. That way your gums don't bleed. Exactly. When they do. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> have have fun editing this episode. <laughs> it's pure gold. We haven't even gotten into the in all, through all the introductions pure gold. yet. You know, you know what? We've been on hiatus for too long. We're gonna have like yeah. a three hour episode yeah, for our first episode of season yeah. two. Yeah. We're gonna call it. We've talked about well seasoned beef over here. Mm. Well seasoned, yes. yeah, and yeah. salty lick. How I hope I hope your wife doesn't get bit by a tick because she won't be able to have any well seasoned. That's beef. right. <laughs> Mm. How, how many people were we up to? Like 10? <laughs> well, there's six of us here. We all subscribed, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I was late to join, but yeah. yeah. All right, that's true. I thought you meant losing sleep. I think, lose uh, sleep. I think Samantha subscribed. So, seven. And my dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, your dad. My dad. And your, your father-in-law listens. Yeah. If we can, John O'Donnell... And John he never O'Donnell. sent us that alcohol, by the way, that he said he was going to send me. John O'Donnell. Yeah. Which we your need because the Angel's Envy is empty. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's but my childhood that, friend. That was, next door neighbor. That was some through some really, really good gate. whiskey. I mean, Heaven's Door. That Angel's Envy. 
was, I remember. I drank you, that. Hey, good. It was a memorable. It was. Good. Like, wow. Jeremy, if you just publish this uncut, we could get famous. But we would be re- we would be rejected by uncut. What like yeah. like uh, we all be canceled. Like, uh, Gentile. <laughs> <laughs> I might also lose my job. <laughs> I probably uh, prison no. rape jokes. <laughs> That's not a joke. I know, but he makes it. Right? I'm the one guy not laughing at the prison rape jokes because oh, I don't yeah. find no, it funny. That's right. Yeah. Is there a group of people that'd be offended by that? You think? Uh, people um, victims of rape from prison. <laughs> they're probably not a big fan. They're big. Uh, they're downloading our shit. They got nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah right. Um, Andy Dufresne. <laughs> not like that. Oh my gosh. I mean, he'd rather crawl through two hundred yards of shit. Yeah. And come out clean on the other side. Yeah. That's like the third time we've referenced Andy Dufresne on this show. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we have to do it every episode. Yeah. It's like a rule. Yeah. When I first laid eyes on Andy Dufresne. <laughs> <laughs> that's, another, that's another part is is Brett's got to do the impersonation. because the, so the Morgan Freeman. I'm pretty good at impersonations. Yeah. Yeah. You are? You thought Morgan Freeman was here. He was. The twang. The twang what else do you want me to do? Lay it on me. Who do you want me to do? Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. In anything. Eric you look Smith. Like Gary I am Gary Oldman. You are Gary Oldman. Smith. Do Eric Smith. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm just glad to be here. <laughs> I love when waterfalls slap on my back. <laughs> I think he did an invitation to me one of It's in the chamber, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for somebody to say, Eric, do Brett. <laughs> in due time. In okay, due time. Yeah, yeah. We don't yeah, pull it out it's going to happen. If it's in the chamber, ready to go. We're... I don't know, though. He's pulling uh, out weapons over there. <clears throat> Who's that guy who looks like Bradley Cooper, according to my daughters? Oh. oh silly. <laughs> I have heard that before. <laughs> my name. <laughs> is Ed. <clears throat> Big Daddy. <laughs> Johnson. My phone keeps saying, do you want to update this contact to Ed Johnson? I'm like, no. I like Ed Big Daddy Johnson. <laughs> we drinking, Big Daddy. And I'm drinking Left Hand Brewing Company Milk Stout. And I practice good hygiene both physically and orally. At least once a day, sometimes twice. Depends on what you shower and brush. You you shower twice. Showering twice a day. Sometimes you shower twice a day is is a waste. It's a waste of water. Sometimes I would shower twice a day if I kept up with the exercise regimen that I think I'm going to do, but I don't. I I may be married for the shortest amount of time as anybody in here, and it may be more important for me to shower twice a day. (laughs) We hit we hit twenty years in quarantine, dog, in May. Yeah, congratulations, 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 man. Twenty years. Yeah. I'm at uh, 22 this year. Yeah, I'm trying to be like 23 you. in June. In your face, Higgy. Yeah. In your face, Higgy. Uh, Always ahead of you. Always. And this is Jameson, left-handed stubs. <laughs> and <laughs> well, he's drinking left-hand beer. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> drinking uh, Reason beer, uh, no fail mode. It's a juicy IPA. Ooh, Ooh, juicy. juicy. Does, the can, does the can say it's a juicy IPA? 
Um, Jameson's always got I, I mean, the best the, beer. The, the New England yeah, styles yeah. are all called Juicy. Oh, IPAs. really? I didn't know that. Where'd you get that yeah. from? Uh, this is out of Richmond Re- Reason Beer. Where'd you buy it, though? Oh, um, Wegmans. The little store on 28. No, it's a lot more convenient to store. Mayhew's? <laughs> I mean, on 29, sorry. Um, the, there's like that corner carpet. of the hill on 29? Yeah, that little... Little strip shopping center there. They he sells beer in there, and he's got strip a good shopping collection. center. You can get some juice in. Yeah, <laughs> some juice. Ipa. <laughs> what are you doing? No. Wait by the little the carpet <clears throat> place. Yeah, by the carpet place. The Marilyn Monroe carpet place. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. The place Maryland, on 29. Yeah, I was Maryland like, that's Monroe. totally a front. No, right at, like right at Ben Hill. Ben Hill in 29. That little. There's oh, a, yeah, yeah. The little, they have a barbecue guy hangs out in the parking lot there. And then um, oh, there's the, like a the carpet. Last, like Virginia no, Wines or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they sell beer in there? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've never been in there. Yeah. It's got a good selection of beer. Really? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a front for something. Uh, totally. Man, yeah. man. Wasn't that place a church at one point? The carpet place was a church at one point. No, it was a no, wedding. No. It the, was like a bridal the, gown. The tack place. place used to be a tack place. Now it's a church. That was Monterey yeah. Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monterey. Yeah. That's a tack shack. Became Monterey Church. Yeah, yeah. that's across the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, that little place there, mm-hmm. the little Virginia. Mm-hmm. Really, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's convenient coming home <sighs> instead of having to cross over go to Wegmans. It's just easy to pull in there. The next time you stop in there, ask him if he wants to sponsor our podcast. There you oh, go. Okay. <laughs> So how did you even find that? Like, what led you to stop there and see what was in there? It's a wine place, There's right? You were like, it's a Virginia outside. wine place. You were like, I know, check it out. It's not very well, good. Let's... No, I know. I told him that, too. I said, you need to make your... You know, Advertising is your... terrible. Yeah, you need to improve your signage. I don't know yeah. if he's regulated by what he can put out there. Well, but... how did you first, like, go in there? You thought, I'm not You're in the kind of relationship out. where you can make marketing recommendations to the guy in advertising? You're in like, hey, man. <laughs> he's James. You know, what's hey, his name? You never know if you don't ask. What's his name? It's it's the same guy in there. I mean, it's I don't. We, I just go in there to buy beer, man. Right. What's his but, name? But but I said, name's hey, Jabril. I'm curious, Jabril. Well, Jabril. No, I wanted him to do well because I was like, you, you like know, buying the beer there, yeah, yeah, okay, checking out now, yeah. And I said, you you know, you might want to improve your <laughs> signage outside so that people will actually realize you're selling beer in here. Yeah, Jameson, I want you to know, anytime I drink a good beer, I think about you. <laughs> you're my beer idol. Because you drink such good stuff and unique stuff, and I like it. Well, and I, I think I wonder that. what Jameson would think of this. Yeah. And I wonder if Jameson's had this already and put it in his lap. <laughs> you still put beers in your app? Yeah. You still put Untapped, beers in your app? Yeah. Untapped, yes. Untapped. Yeah. What's your score on that? <laughs> what do you rank? Like eight. What do you, <laughs> yeah, right. what do you rank? Is that rank? I'm serious. I, I think I wonder if Jameson's had this beer oh. put it in his app. He probably has. I mean, I have over... 3,000 unique beers that I've had. No. What? That's a high score, man. Yeah. yeah. See, that's, that's why you're my beer hero. <laughs> high yeah. score. I Game swear. over, yeah. man. That's at least an eight and a half. You're Eric's <laughs> Biro. 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 I look at beers and I think, what would Jameson drink? <clears throat> All right. Before Josh. WWJD. We know what Josh drinks, and that's Jameson. I've updated the the logo. Oh, Yeah. It looks like a Did book. Did you just do that? <clears throat> is it a book? Yeah. It is a book. It is a book. Is it the good book? Do you it's... have a book that you had made with that on there? No. Oh. You just, that you put. It's put called that, the right, internet put that there, where yeah. anything can happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. Oh, yeah. 
All right, so who's who's uh, who's this guy? <laughs> did uh, did Jameson say yeah. who he was? Yeah, he did. Yeah, okay. you're, you're in yeah. the clear. I'm uh, Josh Perius. I've been here for a while, and <laughs> I'm telling the story tonight. And I'm drinking um, Jameson Irish whiskey, and it seems really weird to say like that. So close to the microphone. <laughs> What's, uh, what's our story? <clears throat> our story today. Yeah, whispering doesn't really come through on the microphone. Right? No, I yeah. feel like it did a little bit, but well, you, you can say whatever you want. <clears throat> I just right. did. Man, you got notes. We are talking about um, uh, Jeff Fath. I'm sure we're going to argue about how to pronounce his name. It's Jeff. definitely Jephthah. No, it's, it's P- a silent it's, H. It's a PH. It's Jeff the. It's Hebrew. <clears throat> So it's got two silent H's. Jephthah. All right. I don't and know. I, don't I did not prepare as much as normally I would. Well, that sounds so like I'm three silent for... H's, so it should be Jephthah. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to your feedback. However, <clears throat> we... um. All right, so Jephthah... <laughs> we're talking about Judges. Judges 11. Mm-hmm. Back to the good old Judges. Back to the good old Judges. And if you think about like the the stories we tell and where we are... So, judges, yes. <laughs> Let me think of... In the, sto- um, in the stories we tell our, where we are. The yes. stories we tell the where toys, we are. The stories. <laughs> the stories. <laughs> and the red I coats. Was, and... I was worried that I was going to not be drunk enough to tell the story, but apparently I am drunk enough to tell the story. Yeah, so, red dog, what happened? Tell us so, the story. So, the story. Judges, 11, Jeff F. So let me take a step back and think about the context. We got a whole nother pronunciation. Go let ahead. Me, Sorry. <laughs> let me think about the context how we got here. All right. So this is if you think about Exodus, the Israelites, the Jews, they're like, we're leaving Israel. We got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. So they leave, and then weren't they leaving Egypt? Yes, they're oh, leaving Egypt. The dog. So we're leaving Egypt, and then they're coming to Canaan, which is the Promised Land, work. and. They fight a lot of like local people under. <laughs> Mother of pearl. Under what is happening? This is kind of this is Rue. Rue keeps pushing the door open. Yeah. Whose dog is that? This is a lot like um the not mine. The we're fostering of Hoss Hill. Oh my god! Oh my god. Wait, what? All right, I'm going to tell the story. No, I got a story. I got a story. I'm ready to go. I was so ready like 10 minutes ago. You're still ready, dude. This is where it's great. Keep going. Okay. I mean, who knew we would waste an hour just talking about crap? Shocking. Totally unexpected. So here we are. So 300 years after the Exodus and Joshua leads the conquest of Canaan, and then we, the Israelites are taking over all of Israel. And then there's the judges, which show up in the book of, quote unquote, judges. judges. As we've talked about many times. And here's the here's the thing, right? This story, unlike, I mean, not unlike many other stories we've talked about, um, we have uh, prostitution and violence. <laughs> Why is someone trying to enter this room? What is going on time? with the door? It's the dog. <clears throat> it's the dog. It's the dog, dog. It. Okay. I think just, Abraham just let me. Just yeah. all right. We might get a little cool air coming in. Yeah. So, prostitution. It's Elijah. We left a chair open. Prostitution. Elijah is not Abraham. Prostitution and violence sounds like what is this? The Bible? No. Yeah. Of course it is because this is Bible on the rocks. Every time we talk about a story, is prostitution <laughs> and violence. Yeah. And, and it's all in the Bible. And it is all in the Bible. And the yeah. slight twist this time is um, uh, child sacrifice. And by slight twist, I say slight twist because Spoiler it's alert. not the only time. Yeah. 
<clears throat> All right, so we're going to talk about um, Jeff Faff, uh, J-E-P-T-H-T-H-A-H. So, Jeff Tha. Jeff Tha. No, you definitely spelled Jeff Tha. <laughs> you definitely spelled Jeff Tha. I think he just threw out, like, three J's, yeah. four P's, He was like, I think H's. there's a P in there yeah. somewhere. And a niner. Yeah. Early, early, yeah. Here, early on, I had a good plan for how this all was going to go. Were you calling from your walkie-talkie? It fell apart. Look at your notes. <laughs> I don't know if he can read them though. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're just gonna go. Just tell the story. I'm just gonna tell the yeah. story from what I remember at yeah. this yeah. time. We'll help. And, we'll help and I need all your help because yeah. this is a group effort. Yeah. And we're all friends here, and we're trying to make this happen. We're, it's going to happen. <laughs> all right. I mean, so we so acquaintances at least. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Let me set some context. Uh, okay. I like my hooks. I like uh, my thing is I like to have a hook coming in. All right. Yeah. Hook is. Um, <laughs> Prostitution, <laughs> prostitution, prostitution, violence, violence, and, and child, child sacrifice. sacrifice. Thank yes. you. And it sounds unique, but uh, <laughs> violence and and um, child sacrifice. Not child sacrifice. The other Pro- part. Pro- prostitution, prostitution. Prostitution. Very common in all of our mm-hmm. stories. Yeah. Uh, child sacrifice slightly unique. Minus Isaac. All right. So. I don't think we've told that one yet. Oh, we need to add that to the list. Yeah. yeah. Also, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to my dad, which I plan to be like more coherent for when I would do. But um, my father, Andy Barrios, requested this story because he's a big fan of us. So, hey, dad, how's it going? What and up, um, he said, you should do the story about Jeff. What up, Andy? He's the best. Um, <clears throat> and so we are doing the now. All right. Wait, did, so, didn't he say to... something about like doing uh, Ehud, the left-handed judge? He too? also liked the Ehud and he the left-handed Ehud. judge. Yeah. 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 And I just got to say, for me personally, a lot of why I love this is growing up, my dad was like all kinds of esoteric Old Testament stories and wanted to talk about stuff. And so we did like we just talk about random crazy stuff. We did like uh, timelines of like if you look at like Abraham, no. <clears throat> if you look at Adam and how old he was, and then all of his children, and then let, run, that run up to the um, the flood and everything like that. Very interesting. Anyway, okay. Jephthah, he is the son of Gilead. This is about three hundred years after um, the conquest of Canaan, the establishment of Israel, and we're in the Judges period, right? Where after um, the Israelites have taken over Canaan and there's no clear king. This is pre-Solomon and David and stuff like that. But um, <clears throat> there's a the Israelites are there and in charge. And as needed, God rises up a judge to rule um, the Israelites and deliver them when they have problems and stuff like that. Okay. <clears throat> so I can't remember exactly all the people running up to this. But now we're going to talk about Jephath, who um, <laughs> comes in. He's the son of Gilead. He is the son of a prostitute, also in line with most of the judges and old and and Old Testament stories. Is you know, like we like to think about the Bible as like good for um, uh, family values and like the the family, but really it's not normally. And our stories, I think, and everything we've presented on Bible on the Rocks shows that that's kind of a challenge. But in this case, uh, Jephthah was born the son of Gilead. Um, where Gilead had a son with a prostitute. <clears throat> then uh, Gilead had some other kids with, like, a le- quote-unquote legitimate wife. And so as their kids grew up, um, 
That's not a word. Just yet. Yeah, as, yeah, right. yeah. as they're growing up. As they're keep it going. Grown up. Grew. Yeah. It's funny. Grew. I was worried. I'm like. <laughs> as I got older. I'm worried. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe I'm going to be too coherent during the storytelling. This is going to be a problem. <laughs> You're right. You're good. Am, that is you mentioned good, that, actually. That is not yeah. going to be a problem. No, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> Luckily, we had a lot of good uh, catching up to do in order to make me be very drunk for storytelling time. <laughs> um, okay. So, Jeffith is the son of a prostitute. You know, Jeffith was the son of a prostitute. Yeah. Some would call that bastard. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he like got to live in the family, grew up. Um, but when it became like close to adulthood time, the other sons of the like legitimate wife of Gilead, who was Jeffith's uh, father, they said, hey, you need to get out of here. We don't want you ruining our inheritance when they kicked him out. And so he uh, left and went to the area of quote unquote Gilead, which was like uh, near the Jordan River, but in this like wooded area, <clears throat> and left his normal family. And he grew up there and attracted um, like a group of scoundrels, I think is the way I read it. And so he had um, like a like a bunch of kind of you know brigands and sort of violent people who attracted him and he was known as a great warrior and they were sort of living apart from the core uh israelite group um and and just sort of doing their own thing and being violent and like conquering people around them and so he had a posse stuff he did have a posse yeah like uh he was like a tough guy like young guns dog like yeah Mm. it was like emilio estevez yeah and uh, uh he was out there like Casey Zemanski. <laughs> rough, rough Riders. Rough, yeah. Regulators. 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 Mount up. Mount up. That's right. Can't yeah. be no geek off the street. <laughs> you got to be good with the steel. Be good with the steel. <laughs> what was Rough Riders? Wasn't that a rapper? Uh, sorry, rough my bad. Rough Riders were right. They were rappers. That, but Warren G did make a song quoting. That, regulators. That is true. He did say regulators. Wasn't regulators. Nate yeah. Dogg in the mix? Nate Dogg and, and Warren G yeah, with the regulators. Sixteen in the clip and one, one in the hole. hole. <laughs> I'm gonna make some bodies turn cold. <laughs> that, was, that was some sick bars. That was that was yeah. amazing. I don't know. Warren G on the saxophone, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> On the alto side. Oh, Kenny G. Kenny G. Yeah. Kenny G. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was making a joke. So. Yeah, right, right, it took right, me right. a second there. Was, I didn't know Warren G played them sax. That was pretty good. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right, so. Dirty Steve. So, Jeff, all right, if anyone. So, oh, Jeff the. If we had to go around the room and decide Jeff which the. Young Guns character were you? I am 100% the um, uh, Chavez y Chavez. Uh, Lou, Diamond, Lou Diamond, Diamond Phillips. 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 Yes. He's actually Filipino. <laughs> yeah, he is. But he yeah. played a Navajo. He played Mexican Indian. Yes. Yeah. Mestizos. That's who you identify with in Young Guns? I do. No, Mestizo is is mixed with uh, European stock. Exactly. Mestizo. Mixed with European and local. And that's I feel like Lou Diamond Phillips is like a little bit of native Mexican and European. Uh, I think that matches for an Irish boy. Yeah. Are we going around the room? I think he was Mexican and Nat. <laughs> I don't, I don't I know enough about think, it. You don't know Young to, Guns? Yeah. No, I think, I think Eric's definitely Dirty Steve because he doesn't shower. With tobacco? Or brush his teeth on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't brush his teeth on the weekend. <sighs> he was uh, he was a rough character. Dirty Steve? Yeah, Dirty Steve was yeah. a rough character. Dermot Mulroney. I love... 
Why do you know this? <laughs> I love Young Guns. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's a great them. movie. I watched it with my kids a couple of weeks ago. We, we just watched too. Young Guns too with my oldest daughter. Yeah. And that's when you bring the Bon Jovi music to yeah. go with it. Shut yeah. down. Yeah. Blaze of Glory. Blaze of Glory. Okay. All right. Now well, that was a good segment. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Jeffa, son of a prostitute. Whatever, Doc Skurlock. <laughs> Jephtha. 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 I, I just want to point out that when he's, so far as he's been telling the story, there like have been at least times. 12 different pronunciations <laughs> yeah. coming out of just him. As alone. I mentioned earlier, and I'll share now because I'm not a, embarrassed of my nerdness, Jephtha is a name I like to use <laughs> when I play role playing games. About a, um, like, uh, early, like, pre-Christian something. And Japheth is one of the ham sham, right? Ham. Jephthah. Japheth. And Japheth. Japheth. So Japheth is a name. So sometimes I mess up. Who are we talking about now? I think the reality is you just like names that start with J. Yes. I think that's all it is. What what role-playing game? Jameson, Jameson? Jeremy. So I'm a I'm, I'm originally a GURPS role player. GURPS. What's for a GURPS? the four is that like LARPing? Generic universal role playing system created by Steve Jackson Games. It's better than uh wow. and that's not LARPing, but it's like a role playing game, kind of like D and D, but not D and D. And then I play D and D with my kids. Like. It is way cooler than LARPing because yeah. it's tabletop. Do they have prison rape in that? No. no, you could, you could. It depends. I mean, on you can the, the dungeon, anything. It depends on the dungeon master wants it. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's that's fair. I feel like I come up with a really I have good... no clue what we're talking about, or if I'm comfortable anymore. <laughs> about what we're talking about. Dungeon master Japheth doesn't like it. What's your uh, what's your character, Josh? What kind of ki- what is he? A mage? Is so Japheth is a warrior. Japheth is a cleric. Always. Oh my gosh. Guys. <laughs> Javid is a cleric, <laughs> and I roll a seven. <laughs> I, I love. That I cast red, magic missile. I, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Bro, put missile. that away. Put that away. That magic. The best missile. thing about D and D is it makes people like Brad feel confident enough to insult other people. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That is something I need. <laughs> we all need that. All right. So when I anyway. when I play role playing, I'm normally a vampire, seventeenth <laughs> century, kind of a foppish type. Yeah, like uh, interview foppish. like Tom Cruise. Yes, exactly. Like Dracul, because he the actor. Do you guys like, not play role playing games? Am I in the wrong group here or something? I have played them. I don't play them regularly. But if somebody was like, "Hey, you want to come over and play a role playing game?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll do it." <laughs> now, when I was growing up, we played we played Robotech, dog. Robotech, yeah, yeah I played some Robotech. That shit me, was awesome. I had me a sick. Man. You had like heat sinks, and yeah, you had to worry yeah. about like your weapons making mm-hmm. shit too hot. Yeah. All right, for the four people out there who might be listening who care about role playing games and Robotech, one is Josh. How's it going? Yeah, it's the me. others. Eric may be listening. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who you are who listening to us because we're not that interesting. Yeah. But anyway, but um, Jeff, with his worthless brand band of brigands. Yes. Speaking of role playing, worthless his posse. Yeah. So Jeff, as a quote unquote bastard, mm-hmm. right? Because he's the son of a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Which um, like apparently Alexander in the Old Hamilton. Testament, like everybody's going to act like it's a bad thing, but everyone does it. And so Gilead has some kids with Jeff with his prostitute. And one of those, the firstborn being Jepheth, and the other kids are like, we don't want you around because we don't want you to steal our inheritance. 
So as he becomes an adult, they kick him out. Good All review. Right. And so he moves Good to review. He moves to Gilead, which is like a forested area um, near the Jordan River. Actually, currently in modern Jordan. And um, and so while he's there, he like attracts a he's a it becomes known as a great warrior and fights and kills lots of people and attracts a group of brigands and they're like a badass mofos who are just like laying down the sword on people so back in regular israel where things are calm and normal they have some problem where the ammonites show up and say hey even though you conquered our towns 300 years ago and we let it happen uh now we're pissed about it so there's a new king a new king and uh in the ammonites and he comes in and says Hey, we're ready to take back our land from you, Israelites, because you took it a long time ago, and we don't like that, and we want it back. And they come in, and they take some land away, and the Israelites are all upset because they lose some stuff to the Ammonites, and they're like, what are we going to do? And they're like, we know. We need to go ask Jephthah, who is like a badass warrior with a badass warrior bunch of buddies, to come help us because we're fighting the Ammonites. So they go out to Jephthah and they say, hey, can you come help us? We need to fight the Ammonites. They're against us. And we need you to help us. And they're like, oh. And, and Jephthah smartly is like, oh, now you're interested in me? When I was the son of a whore, you guys kicked me away. But now you need my help. So he gets a lot of attitude. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're sorry. Uh, whatever you want, you can have. You come back and help us. And he goes, okay, how about I'll be in charge of all of you? If you bring me back and I save you, I'll be the king of the Israelites or the leader. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe Jephthah offered that. Maybe they offered that to Jephthah. I can't remember which. Doesn't but either matter. way, that's the discussion. I think he's like, yeah, uh, I get to be permanent leader. Yes, I'll yeah. be the I'll be the boss. You bring me back. Yeah. And so like anything, just save us. And he goes, okay, I'll come back. So he kind of reached out to Ammonites and is like, hey, why are you guys being jerks? You know, we've been ruling you for 300 years. You didn't complain up till now. What's the deal? I just want to let's like. The moth made it in. Yeah. The moth. <laughs> Damn it. The, the freaking windows. Uh, who opened the window more than an inch? <sighs> anyway. Come on. What are you guys freaking out about a moth? <laughs> yeah, I hate bugs. Oh, my God. It's over there by Ed's head now. It's a moth, dude. It's cool a moth in here. I'll trap it. In your hair. <laughs> <laughs> if it gets real hot, maybe Josh will speed up the story. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Hey, back to the notes, y'all. Oh. All right, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Back to the notes. Right. Also, so. also, he'll call him Jephthah or Jephthah <laughs> instead of Japheth. So far, what I know is he's the son of a prostitute. He's the son of a prostitute. <laughs> no, like no, don't repeat it, Josh. Eight times. No, no, I don't want to go back. Yeah. We're not going to go back. He's, We're ready. He was going to. If through. I help you, if I help, if he helps the Israelites. You make me permanent leader. Yes, I'll be the permanent leader. And they're like, okay, fine. So he starts negotiating. He starts negotiating with the Ammonites. Oh, my God. Cutting to the end of ruining. Spoiler (laughs) alert, Brett. Thank you. Um, So so they're like, yes, if you you help us, you'll be in charge. And so he, like, reaches out to the Ammonites, like, why you guys got to be such a jerk? Like, we've been ruling you for a while. Why do you care now? And they're like, well, because we're mad, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, cut to the chase. Um, Jeff Thah. Jephthah decides that, all right, I'm going to take the battle to the Ammonites because this is time. But I'm, like, worried. And he feels like the spirit of the Lord come on him, but he's like, I'm going to bring it to these guys and we're going to kick their ass. So he, like, goes into battle with them. 
as the battle's about to start, he feels like, ooh, I'm not sure I'm going to win. So he does something, in retrospect, kind of horrible, and says, God, if you deliver the Ammonites to me, when when I get this victory, I will sacrifice the first thing I see, or who, first thing that comes out of my home, when I return home in victory, uh, I will sacrifice that to you. And then he that gives him the confidence he needs. He goes off into battle. They defeat the Ammonites. They destroy like a number of Ammonite towns and completely subdue them. And they're like, victory, Israel kicks the Ammonites' ass, and they're in a great um, spot as the winners. And then he comes home triumphantly. He's so excited. And unfortunately, the first person to come out of his house is his only child, his daughter, who comes out playing a tambourine, you know, celebrating the win, says, yay, dad, good job, you won. And he stops like, oh, no, falls to his knees, rips his clothes. I'm such an idiot for promising this because he told God, I'm going to sacrifice to you via um, a burnt offering. <clears throat> the first person to come out of my home and his first person to come out of his home is his only child, who's his daughter, who's probably like 12 years old. And so he tells her, oh, no, what are you doing? Now I have to sacrifice you because I promise this to God. And she is unbelievably cool with it and mm -hmm. says, like, hey, you got to do what you promised to God. Give me two months to go out in the wilderness and hang out with my friends and be sad about the fact that I'm going to die super young and never get married. And he's like, yeah, go do that. And so she goes off into the wilderness with her friends. And when she comes home, she uh, gets sacrificed by him, which is horrible. And that's Judges 11, which tells this whole story. And so with Jephthah, there's a, there's a little bit of extra. I'll give a quick, like, broader context. And I'm very interested in what the rest of you think about it. Since I'm having trouble telling a sequential story about this. Um so she goes off, sends a little time back. She comes back. He sacrifices her. And then they're like, and then in Judges 12, it's like, yeah, he does some other stuff. And then he dies. And there's no like negative necessarily about it. But maybe there's the point that he ended his bloodline by killing his only daughter. And that's the end of him. him. But there's no explicit negative about what he's done. And then skip you know, 2,000, I don't know what it is, 1,000 years or whatever, to the future. And in Hebrews, there's a reference to all these people with super great faith from the Old Testament. And they mention Jephthah in with um, David and a bunch of other people I can't remember right now, but I'm sure you guys will know. And Gideon, we'll maybe. Gideon and some other judges and David even. And David, which is like the man after God's own heart. So it's pretty rough. And, and yeah, so here's the story is Jephthah as a Jephthah, Jephthah as a very violent, like crazy, like warrior dude gets said, all right, we need to recruit you in here to fight off this horrible enemy. He says, yes, I will do it. He makes a horrible promise to God. He wins in battle. He like, owns up to his promise and, and sacrifices his only daughter, which is not something God normally likes. And then he dies after only six years as a ruler. But then he is listed later on in Hebrews as like somebody is an example of great faith 
and this has caused a lot of challenges for my thoughts and I want to open it up to everybody else to chime in on that because I had a plan to be way more coherent and I didn't meet it. That's okay. I thought it was a great story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just, I find it interesting that like of all the things to make a promise about, like it's just strange to be like the first thing that comes out of my home, I'm going to sacrifice. Like, yeah, what do you think was going to come? Yeah, out of what this do you house? think? Yeah, obviously, family. I read something about this where yeah. it's like it, it typically would have been like a goat or a, a sheep or well, a, that's right. what I was. Or What's even a slave, context? right? A slave would have come up like, "Oh, you're new. You're like coming home. Welcome, and we're gonna have a party." Uh, so he's not talking like his house, like out the front door. Or right? Just, he like, didn't expect like a family member. Right. But still, to to go ahead and, and make that vow to God, like, you know, in the back of his mind, he was probably thinking, it could be my daughter, but it probably won't. And I really want to win this fight Every right now. Every time I come home, it's the damn goat. Nobody else welcomes <laughs> me but the goat. <laughs> I don't. Every time I come home, my dogs are the are the greatest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My kids are on their devices playing games yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. It's the dogs. Yeah. And then my I have one child that'll come outside and greet me if he pays if he's paying attention to the dogs. My youngest will come say, "Hey, Dad, how are you? Can I help you carry anything in?" He's really sweet. Oh wow, that is. But sweet. the dogs are the first to greet me. So I could see. I mean, I could. I don't know. It we we it. It would have made sense for him to sacrifice something. If yeah. the Lord not a him. child. Maybe like his sure. left foot. Not even a slave. Not a person. Yeah. In the Old Testament, in the ancient Near East, yeah, a person could have been sacrificed. Yeah, but the other nations, but the Mosaic Law says, do not sacrifice humans. Yeah. Except, See, I had read except in... God, God told Abraham to do it Ooh, with yeah, Isaac. That's fair. That wasn't the Mosaic that Law. That was before though. the that Mosaic was, Law. It pre-Deuteronomy. Yeah, still but in these story. folks should have known the Mosaic Law, and they didn't. And that's... That's part of the whole deal with what goes on in Judges, is this law has been established. They forget it, and then they have this whole cyclical thing, like, we're trying to be like the other nations, which includes human sacrifice, and we mess up. We get conquered by these other people. We're all scattered as different tribes, and then a judge comes up and helps us out every once in a while. But why which is he... what Jephthah did, and the, it doesn't say he did anything wrong. Right, You're reading it, that onto that, that he's breaking is, the law. Why is he highlighted? No, I'm not. It's clear. It's, it's in not the in law. there. Later, it says he's a hero for yes, what he did. Yes, he's highlighted in Hebrews as someone not with great faith. Not for what he did. He had faith in God that he would defeat the Ammonites. After he made a vow yeah. and fulfilled his vow. It also he had, after he doubted it. And then made a vow yeah. to make sure that he did. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't trust in God. I don't when know. He was you on sound the like the, you sound like that last story we told, where she was like, he was a punk and had to have his wife help him. <laughs> Whatever story that was. <laughs> oh, this is with uh, yes. Deborah. Deborah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so anyway, I was just saying that's what you sound like. You're like, oh, he's a punk. He, didn't he is him. a punk. The Bible says he wasn't. The Bible says he was a hero of faith. Uh. I don't know. But if, it, if he had great faith, why would he have to make that vow? Right. Why didn't he just go in and win on his own? That's the the vow. And he didn't even know he doesn't win on his own. He wins with oh, yeah, the Lord. He, you know what I mean? Like he, he wins with God. To do extra. So you think this story is present? So after, right? They say, all right, on this time of year, everyone goes and laments. So there's like a holiday established yes, where all the women holiday. cry, right? Because he had to sacrifice his daughter. So is that saying? 
So you're telling me that they're Let's saying, oh, this is such a great holiday. Let's all celebrate that he sacrificed his daughter? Yeah, apparently. Well, yeah. no, but no, similar to Abraham, everyone's like, Abraham did what God asked them, and then he didn't have to, luckily. But he was about to. Which is kind of crazy. It was the price that had to be paid for them to win. If he hadn't sacrificed his daughter, they wouldn't have won the war. No, they won before he sacrificed his daughter. I mean, if he hadn't promised to and then yeah, he kept his promise. I don't so see. I don't see. Now he this. kept his promise. I think it's real convenient for you guys who are always talking about God knows what's going to happen to the backtrack. God knew. Of he course he did. Battle. God of knew. Course he did. And so he then God the wanted him to sacrifice his daughter. So he's teaching. Mm. Is he teaching him a lesson? So you're teaching him so, a lesson by making him kill his daughter. No, Ooh. are you saying so so by Eric's logic, are you saying everything bad that happens that God wants that to happen? That's y'all's logic. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think there's something here to the commitment that he made. Right? Okay. Like let's back up to the commitment that he made. Alright, what which commitment? To the be commitment the, that he made to God. Which is, I'll sacrifice whatever comes out of my home. There's something to that. Good or bad? Well, that's for us to talk about. So I don't see where they praise that he killed. I mean, I agree they don't praise it, but I think there's a there's a weakness in, in Jephthah where he doesn't just say, like, God's going to deliver my enemies to my hands. He feels like he needs to make a deal. So that's bad, mm-hmm. and and so he shouldn't have done that. And then it's also a little bit of God saying, like, if you're gonna make a deal, you're gonna live with the deal you're making. Don't make deals lightly. Well, now you sound like the devil went down to Georgia. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, do we not like it because it's not all wrapped up in a neat bow in the end? So, like for instance, with Saul, where it he never says, is. where Saul it's goes the to line. the witch of Endor, and um, and says. Uh, I need some Ewoks to help me defeat. <laughs> so he goes to the Witch of Endor, and then he basically loses. Uh, so David becomes king over top of him. So we don't like maybe that Jephthah. There's not like this like comeuppance that Jephthah gets. And so we're, we're basically saying that the Bible's not saying that his actions are bad. Not explicitly. So, like, because it's look, not explicit, we think the Bible just, is condoning it. If you look at just the Old Testament, there's like a little bit of a negative in the sense that his bloodline ends. He only is like judge for six years, which is pretty small time compared to other judges. So, there's like some negative there. But then when you have Hebrews come out and list him amongst like great people with faith, then that's bad, right? So, maybe like, small is the big. What? what you said? He's only a judge for six years. There's like mm. just a little bit of time, but then he's listed as such and such. He's right. a big guy. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we've talked about these. So here's the people in the list: Gideon, flawed, Barack. I don't know who Barack is. I guess that's another judge, maybe. Brett, there's no. nobody on that list that's not flawed. Exactly. Human. Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel. Samuel's probably the best out of the bunch there, and yeah. even he messed up with his sons. And the Bible doesn't explicitly say you messed up with the sons. I think we all just read it and be like, oh, yeah, you messed up with your sons. Yeah. So I don't know why. Why does it have to be explicit that it's bad? We all know it's bad. I mean, it's definitely bad when you go back to Deuteronomic law and say, I feel like there's also like a broader political message of like it had something to do with the Ammonites and trying to like point out that they sucked and why we we're beating them, why we, why so, the Israelites were beating so them. So I got a question. Hmm. Would it have been so bad? 
for him to not kill his daughter and ask God for forgiveness for breaking a vow. Good point. Like, what if you just said, oh, my gosh, I'm an idiot for forever promising this. God, please forgive me. Maybe he's not not listed in the book of Hebrews, but he didn't have to kill his daughter. Right. Or if he said, God, let me turn to you. What does your law say on how we should be behaving? Right. But he doesn't do that. You're like a freaking Pharisee. Because oh, you're all like the law, the law. He didn't follow the law, and he paid for it. <laughs> so, yeah. So the law. So the law is worse than uh, than sacrificing your daughter. Yeah, I think. I feel like if Jeff was like a good quote unquote good person, in my judgment, I would have said, "I'm going to replace myself for my daughter and kill himself." Mm. That's what you should have done. Right. I am. But here's the point about the law. So at the time, and and whatever, call me a Pharisee, whatever you want. But at the time, that was that was basically this this is the word of God is the law, right? And so before Jesus, all they had was the law. And if we're worshiping God, then the law is going to be important to us, and we're not going to be like the other nations, because that's what set them apart. And the other nations are engaging in human sacrifice. He engages in human sacrifice. This is the whole problem with the Israelites the at the time. Yes. Mm. What was the what was the issue with was it the Ammonites? Yeah. What was it that they were doing that was so wrong? They were trying to claim like even though you conquered us three hundred years ago, I thought Jeff made a good point, which is like, so you're going to come to me and say these are my towns, I should have them. If you conquered somebody based on your God delivering those people to you, would you give that up later on? What was it? Chim- like, no. Chimoth? Chimosh? Chimo? What was their God's name? Oh, yeah. I forget. But it was something like that. Yeah. 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 He was like, listen, we'll go to war. Chiny ho. <laughs> and if we win, our God is the best. Right. If you win, your God's the best. Right. So he was, he was pretty cocky about it up front. But then he lost... He lost that faith. Yeah. And had I think to so. make this promise. Right. And I don't want to bring it back to that, you know, just automatically, but still. No, I agree. Like, he should not have bargained. He should have just, like, accepted that. So God's then, what was he a hero of faith for? What was, was what? He, what was he, why is he listed as a hero of faith? I mean, then? the only thing I can think of is because he followed through with his promise. He said, I'm so going to do this, and then I and then he did it. So it's a good thing he killed his daughter. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say because I have a lot of daughters. But <laughs> have you ever made any? I never made a like a bet where I said I'll kill one of my kids to make this better. Well, right. I mean, it, it, instead of saying <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sacrifice, call me first... better than Jeff because I do. But... Well, why? Do... You're, I think you're better than Jeff though. <laughs> Let's put Joshua in Hebrews. Hebrews yeah. too. Well, why didn't he just say oh? Uh, Lord, if you're with me and we conquer the Ammonites, that I will sacrifice, you know, ten goats or whatever. Right, exactly. Why does he say, or what's the first even, thing that comes even, out of my... Even all of my goats, yeah. anything, right? right. Yeah. That doesn't show faith. Saying whatever walks out of my house to greet me, that shows faith. I think there's something bigger here, and I'm not sure what it is. And I'll mm. be completely honest. I didn't read the story today. <laughs> You didn't need to. Josh told it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Three Four, times. Poorly. <laughs> Three times. And there's at least five Jephthahs floating around somewhere in here. Yeah. I'm curious about the folks that went to him 
asking him to be the one that provides salvation for the group, for the community. Mm. Okay. I didn't dwell on that. Good point. And well, this is, which, an, yeah, I mean, this is another part of the cycle of the Israelites. You know, they, they, they sin and they worship, you know, idols from other nations. And then, you know, they get to a point where they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. God, help us out. And, you know, so this was part of that cycle where, you know, the Israelites are realizing, oh, please forgive us, Lord, help us to conquer our enemies and stuff. And I think that's what led to death or whatever <laughs> coming into the story. But That's true. I mean, they had to go to the guy they exiled and say, please come back and help us because you seem pretty tough and you're good at fighting. He, I mean, he must have gained some notoriety, yeah, you know, with his band of bandits, scoundrels, yeah, bandits, yeah, because he was raiding the other nations around them, yeah, and plundering them. See, I kind of got the they... impression that he was like, uh, like a, a hero for hire. Yeah, yeah. And why did like, they come exile? save us, Jephthah? Why did they exile him? Because he was the son of a prostitute, and they didn't want him to take their inheritance because he was the oldest. Because. His father had sex with a prostitute. And Which what's wrong cool. with that? Nothing. In the ancient Near East, it was normal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, then why did so they then care? So what was the issue? Because they were jealous of his uh, positioning. They, they wanted the property, because yeah. he would get the property. But they wanted they, to get rid well, of him. Then them. when they got their asses kicked, they're like, we need this tough guy who we threw away, and we need to come back. I think Jeff in the ancient Near East it was normal, but amongst the Jews it was not. Yes, it was. Yeah. Why? Because why it was, was it not acceptable? It was not acceptable. What, it was why? Judah slept with a prostitute. That's what I was going to say. I it forgot was, he normal. did, but my, it was normal. But it's not. It's not like they say yes, go out and sleep with prostitutes. Well, in my hook, it was. I was supposed to say like, oh my God, violence and prostitutes seems like every other story we say in the Old Testament. And because that's true, like, there's lots of, for all of our, like, oh, family, we're, like, in the Old Testament, there's a lot of, like, real life, and in real life, yeah. there's a lot of prostitutes. Yeah. Also, yeah. we also are, we also apply this, like, all of the Israelites had access to the law. They didn't. That's my point. They don't didn't you, have access don't to you the think law. So they're, they're not, they're they're not at fault them? for it. They're not at fault for it. If they don't well, have access the point. to it, they can't be held accountable for it. That was some Romans, Paul. That was something I read about Jeff. It was he probably didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know all the rules that said you can't do child sacrifice. He knew that people locally would do child sacrifice if they wanted something they really needed. And so but he no. threw it out there like, I'll kill whoever shows up. He says, but that's exactly the freaking yeah. point, though. The point is that God says you're going to be a nation different from others. Here's my law. This will define you as a people. And they move away from that and instead try to define themselves like the other nations. But That's he, the whole point of it. Yeah, but he gave it to a very particular group of those people. And the rest of them are spread out over wh whoever knows how big a land that have no access to it and how they're really supposed to know what it says. I think he might have done the best with what he had. And Don't we all? And, which is what we all do. And that might be why he ended up in <laughs> That's there being fine. So I'm, no one's disputing that. But I'm saying, so So you're reading this and saying that the scripture saying child sacrifice is fine. No, I, I, I agree with you that it, it doesn't endorse it just because it happened. 
And in fact, the fact that he only did six years and he died with no children and everything like that is maybe an indication that like this is a bad thing overall. I don't. I think you. But then the fact that he shows up in Hebrews as a hero is suggesting maybe it was a good thing. Yeah, I don't who, know, man. Who wrote, like to low key, who but, wrote Hebrews? Some chick. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's wrong with that? Yeah, why y'all laughing? Mm. Well, because right, it wasn't so anybody we know. So the point is, like, who knows what Hebrews if it really matters or not? I hey, I'm down. <laughs> y'all want to go down that road? So there's, there's really nobody worth idolizing I in the Bible some, except for Jesus. Some politician somewhere was like, I want that in there because it legitimizes the way I want to do things. So put it in the canon, right? Hmm? Bunch of churches. Bunch of what we read this Maybe. sometimes. Hebrews. All right, so <laughs> so let's let's look at let's look at the context of the of the Hebrews passage, and I guess we could read it if we want to. But the context is he talks about. I'll read it. Here's what they accomplished. Right, they defeated they defeated other countries at a time when they should have been weak instead of strong. And so there's something about Jephthah where he he actually turns to God and says, help me defeat them. So for that, he's praiseworthy. But that doesn't mean all of his actions are praiseworthy. Like Samson, there's plenty of stuff in Samson that isn't outright saying it's bad, but we read it and understand that it is bad. And the scripture itself says this is what's going on in Israel because they don't have... I think there's explicit sections where they're like, they forgot who their God was and they tried to become like other nations. That's the book of Judges. Yeah. Yeah. That's the book of Judges. And that's what is happening here. And then Jephthah thinks that child sacrifice is fine. Instead of saying, there's no way God would want me to do this. He says, oh, I made a vow and the other nations engage in child sacrifice. So that must be what God wants me to do. Where if he actually knew God in the way that he should, he would know that God wouldn't want him to do well, that. I think then he was why a- would God have delivered them from the Ammonites then if this was such a bad – if child sacrifice was such against it? Why would he deliver them into their hands? I mean that's a good why point. He, because your assumption, is, your assumption is God saying, oh, because you're going to sacrifice your daughter, I'm going to deliver you from the Ammonites? No, he's not saying that. No, but God knows who's going to come out of his house the first time when he makes the promise. Yes. See, that's the nonsense I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> That's nonsense. <laughs> how do we know God knows? Because back to, the you, word, back to our argument it. about words we made up, God's omniscient. Yeah, so you're making it up. <laughs> you're yes. making it that God would know. That's I I feel like... Well, that's one argument. Who My is argument God is, if he doesn't know the future? But Eric's trying to make every possible argument against it that he can. So he's going to fight against omniscience, but then there's explicitly where God says, don't sacrifice other humans. It's in the law. Yeah, that's given to a very particular well, section of the Israelites and not given to everybody else. Jephthah, there's a really good chance Jephthah's never even heard that before. That's yes. He's never yeah. even heard it that's before. That's my freaking well, point. So then it's okay. But also, no, it's not no, okay. No, 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 also, let's remember, Jephthah is an idiot, right? So Jephthah says, I'll sacrifice whoever comes out of my door. He doesn't think it's going to be his kid. Otherwise, he would not make that promise. He's right. assuming. Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah, he's assuming it's yeah. a goat or a slave yeah. or his wife that he hates. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Somebody other than his child. Or his kid that he hates. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you're going to go down that road, include all of it. That's right? And if fair, it was a fair. slave or his wife, then it'd be totally fine. Based no, off of the information he had. Better than yes. his kid. He didn't have access to anything different. 
Okay, so if you don't know the explicit law, everything is permissible. Yeah, that's what Romans says. Oh, Paul then why says. am I reading the law? No, he doesn't. I can do whatever the fuck that's I want. That's not what Romans frickin' says. He literally says everything is permissible, but not everything is profitable. What does profitable mean? I don't know. You make money <laughs> like, off in this situation. It, it wasn't good, good for him. <laughs> means it's not good. I read Paul saying you should do whatever you want. And we're better off than the Jews because we don't have the law. We can do whatever we want. Doesn't doesn't Romans also say, does that mean I sin all the more? I know. He's not sinning all he the more. He explicitly refutes the freaking argument you're making in Romans. He explicitly refutes it. But he's not living in sin. He's doing one particular thing that he promised to do. I know what his daughter's. I think we're getting into Romans. And and his daughter's pissed so bad. I just don't want to leave. And his and his daughter's like, okay, Dad, I get it. Just give me a couple months so I can mourn and go up and down the mountains. Yeah, there was obviously something wrong with her. No, there wasn't. She's a great daughter. (laughs) She's like, man, this. I guess this is what has to happen. You know, God gave us what we asked for. The rest of my family can be free. Right. So she's like Isaac. Isaac, do you do you think that's really what she said? She's like, you get to be king if I die for you. Who wrote it? Wasn't he king already? No, he was just some random brigand. He's the leader of the. He's like uh, the guy from uh, Peter Pan. He's like Captain (laughs) Hook in charge of all the bad guys. (laughs) She's a martyr. She's a martyr. True. That's why the rest of the the rest of the time they're like, and a lot of why isn't uh, she listed in Hebrews? Well, a lot of Jewish women look up to her as an example of obedience, and they like, and that's why they do the thing where they go off and roam in the wilderness as like a tribute to her and stuff like that. Yeah. Other people see her as a great Does she, what's heroine. Her name? Does she have Here, let me read you a section no. from Romans. Not in the Bible, Romans but later 2, on. Yeah, yeah, Brett, go ahead and cherry pick something for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want me to start at the beginning of Romans uh, and refute <laughs> your epic <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous? We're going to start proof text. All who sin apart from the law will also perish apart from the law, and all who sin under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who be declared righteous. Except we're not righteous except by faith alone, right? Basically says you'll <laughs> you'll perish apart from the law. But by, it's not simple. But by faith, none of it's simple. By faith, we're saved and not by our works, right? Because we all sin apart from the law. Indeed, when Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they are a law for themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts, their consciousness. Also bearing witness in their thoughts, sometimes accusing them and at other times even defending them. Which is, I think, what happened to Jephthah. I got a a thought I need to tease out. I think he had a a law in his heart. He made a vow in his heart and he he fulfilled it. Are you quoting Saul, the guy who killed Christians? Yeah. He didn't kill them himself. I, I got a thought. He just held their clothes. Just, even if he did. I got a thought. Right, I don't right, right, that, okay? Right. Even if he right. did, does Saul say, oh, I thought that was the law at the time, so it was fine that I killed Christians? Yeah, he said no, it's not. No, he doesn't. He says, my bad. I'm sorry. He lived apart from yeah, the law. Yeah, because he knew he, it was wrong. And, and he sinned insanely, and then he was like, but now I'm like number one apostle over Peter even. Shut up, Peter. I, you do what I say. Argument's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> this is why I don't watch CNBC. <laughs> Would the outcome of the battle have been different had Jephthah made a real lame promise to God? Like, hey, God, if I win, if we win this, I promise. I'll never I smoke another cigarette. It, I, yeah, won't, some, I won't drink for like, a week. Right, yeah. And by a week, I mean five days. Right, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. <laughs> just a work week. Just, just a work, a work week. week. Right? 
<laughs> the, some of the the lame BS that we promise to God, right? Like we we're not we're, we're protecting ourselves. I think a little bit with vows to God. And I don't, I don't like to make vows to God. Well, I, just as a practice because it's not either. a good idea. I want to. Jesus throw... said, "Let your yes be your yes, and your no be your no." Right. Like, don't right. swear yeah. on anything. Yeah. yeah I mean, where's the part well, in the Bible where God says, uh, "Make a crazy vow to me, and I'll help you," or does He say, "Believe and have faith in me, and I'll help you"? When in the Bible? I don't think it says either of those things, Brett. And Jesus definitely says, "Don't make crazy vows." Just do what you're supposed to do and say yes and yes and no and no. Okay, so where does it say, like, make a crazy vow and then I'll help you out? Well, it doesn't say that, but it insinuates it when someone makes a crazy vow and then they helps them out. <laughs> well, I want to throw out something else, too. So we're talking about, like, those that don't know the law, don't have to follow it. and But what about those, those people, like... The aboriginals that live out in nowhere never heard about the Bible before. Oh, there's a passage in the Bible then, about that. And then if if they've never heard about the law before and they they pass away, do they have any hope of being saved? Yeah, they, yeah. there is an inherent uh, faith. When they, when they look at the stars, expected. they should know about God. Yeah. But if they engage in human sacrifice or cannibalism, do we say, "Oh, that's totally fine"? They're living apart they didn't from the law. the law. They're living apart from the law. Yeah. They don't have the law. So we say that's fine, though? That's good behavior? If it's a one-off because it's a vow they made to the Lord, then, yeah, we would be like, yeah, No, I mean, please. <laughs> also, you're <laughs> equating cannibalism. I, I, You're equating cannibalism with what Jephthah did, and that's I'm not, not equating it with a Jephthah. I'm equating it with something that would be apart from the law, and they don't have the law. So <laughs> what we would say is that's totally fine behavior because they don't have the law. Yeah, in Jephthah's case, yes, I'm saying that's true. Watch out for that big spider right there. Uh, I know. Oh, I'm I'm to know spiders. Close the window. I'd rather be hot. I'm trying to feed him. It's got a garden spider. Is there a screen up there? No. Then the whole book of Judges is bogus because it talks about the Jews were misbehaving because they turned to other gods and didn't turn to my God. So then we just might as well throw out the whole book of Judges and be like, whatever they did was fine. That's the thing. But and the behavior, scripture is lying to but us when it says no, their no, no, behavior no. was not good. You're missing the point. Is no, you're missing the, no, the, the point. point. Is, <laughs> the point is they were ignoring and purposefully denying God. Jephthah's actually doing the opposite. He's like, hey, God, I'll do this. So the Israelites are turning away from him, doing what they want to do, ignoring him. That's the problem. Jephthah's actually doing the opposite of that. No, He's Jephthah, like, hey, God, whatever you yeah. want from me, you help me with this and whatever you want. I got you. But it's Jeff, not whatever Jeff, God wanted. He said, I whatever, will do this. That's fine. Whatever, whatever comes out of my house, I'll sacrifice to you. Jephthah's doing the opposite of what the Israelites are doing. He's turning to God and well, saying, help me. I need you. And this is where I have a thing like where is God in control of the day-to-day or does he like take a step back? Because if he's in control of the day-to-day, that means he knew and also allowed slash decided his daughter to be the first person to come out of the house. Well, you need to get your definition of omnipotent down. Yes. If if you're going to call well, him Well, according no, to I mean, Eric, according to Eric, it's even worse because God knew he was going to sacrifice his daughter and said, that's great. Thanks a lot, Jephthah. Yes. To win this battle. Well, that's what uh, Eric's freaking saying. That's kind of what happened. It's what happened. <laughs> that's, what, that's what bothers me about it. So you're telling me God says human sacrifice is good. You want to know why? No. You know why in this context what God it is seems tell- like God's approving what? of it? It's because we make him in our own image. Oh. Mm. This story is a reflection of the Israelites and what the Israelites thought were happening to them, and they're trying to make sense of the world. 
This is so. This is where I take a step back and say maybe not every aspect is the inspired word of God, and that's in the Bible. And the point is that Jeff had said, "I'll sacrifice the first thing," and he happened to win, and then God, and then that kid comes out, and so he kills his kid. But then maybe God wasn't on board with that. Maybe God was like, "Oh, you're going to win anyway," or. You were going to win or lose. It no, according to Eric, I should be happy with a God that believes I should sacrifice my children if that's the vow I make. If that's... So that's the God well, I, I mean, believe so you, What you're saying also, is the God, all, I, the God the I believe the in, the don't God blame, I believe in likes human don't, sacrifice. Don't blame Eric for what actually happened. I am blaming Eric for, for this in the belief, context this idea. of the ancient Near East. Oh, F your ancient Near East. You always pull that ass out. <laughs> that's because that's what that's it is. That's my point. The point is the Jews were supposed to be different than the rest of the ancient Near East, and they weren't. Not yet. Yeah. Oh they weren't gosh. ever. They except weren't that, ever. Except that God said, be different, Again. and they decided not to. I'm glad. But he I'm did deliver from... them into battle, and he did sacrifice his daughter. And then they said that was cool. So... How do you rationalize They did it? not say that was cool. They the did. writer of Hebrews said it was cool. Says he sacrificed his daughter. That was cool. Well, that's the that's the <laughs> I mean, given context of it. He was like, hey, you're up there in faith with all these other Or the given fathers. context is they present it and they don't praise it as good because they don't think it's good. They just present it as a story. No, but in Hebrews, they present it as this is one of the people who had amazing faith in they God. They also list Samson, David... Samuel, all of who we know messed up. I think Samson was called a douchebag. Mm -hmm. Samson was a major douchebag. Yeah. (laughs) Chief douchebag. Gideon Gideon was a major douchebag, too. And he defeated Israel's enemies. Yeah, but their behavior... behavior, Here's the thing. Their behavior that led to their douchebaggery was not what was celebrated. Right? They didn't celebrate Samson womanizing or... Or whatever. That's not what was cel- That's not what led them to. They're not victory. celebrating Jephthah here either. They're not they saying are, this is Hebrews good. is celebrating Jephthah, and the thing that he no, did you're is what two led to arguments. their victory. Hebrews is also celebrating Samson. Yeah, but not what he. But Samson. What Samson did? Dang, dude. What Samson All did? All they do is list his name. So they don't. No, say no, 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 no. They don't just list his name. They said who through faith conquered kingdoms. All the the entire list all conquered kingdoms. Yes, so Samson. So he's saying for Samson they separate the good and the bad. For this guy they don't. No, That's the good saying. the thing that he we're saying he did bad is the what only led thing to the he good. did was conquer a king and and he did it because he promised to kill his, whoever showed up when he you're got home. Saying, you're saying the reason he won is because he told. So you're saying there's a quid pro quo. God said Ooh, like Ukraine. We should take three months off next time before we record, too. <laughs> All right. So we didn't fire it up. Yeah. So let me tell you, your understanding is there's quid pro quo. If he had not said, <laughs> I'm going to sacrifice the first thing out of my house, which is going to be my daughter, God would not have allowed him to win the battle. That's what you're saying. So God I'm would saying, have allowed Chemosh to win. I mean, I'm saying because Chemosh that. would sacrifice his daughters, and God says, whoever sacrifices their daughter, well, that's going to win. I prefer not to deal in hypotheticals. Oh my gosh! Yeah. That's all your epic dealing. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer to stick with the. I prefer to stick with the text. Oh, because Eric, you're saying that he didn't know God didn't know that he was so, going to have to sacrifice his daughter, right? No, he didn't know that. I don't think he. I don't know. I'm, I, God is a human construct. What? If there were no people, would we know God? Would there? What would there be? 
We wouldn't call it God. We wouldn't have well, faith. There it would, wouldn't be the Bible. There, there would no be. There would be no we. Yeah. So, so, so hang on. What you're construct. saying? What you're saying is no, 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 no. Is that's God like, doesn't exist? That's like light is a human construct. Because if we weren't here to call it light, it wouldn't exist. No, it light is. would be there still. We're just yeah. the only ones talking about Eric it. Eric doesn't believe in God. Essentially, is what he's saying. He's saying it's just a figment of like our imagination. And that undermined everything else you said up until this point. <laughs> that, that, that I was agreeing with earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so why even read the Bible then? Why do you even care? Because we have to find meaning from somewhere. We can't just make it up on our own. It has to come through some but you're, uh, you're, you're, no, way. No, no, no. But saying, you're saying the whole Bible's made up, though. Right, yes. because made we're, up. No, this is, re- this is rooted in somebody's experience of the world. And this is them trying to make sense of it in light of the way their culture was, in light of the way the world worked, and the way that they, they understood it is what I'm trying to say. It doesn't remove the fact that there is, I don't, maybe there's a God. I mean, prove it. Seriously? Yes, seriously. <laughs> Prove it. I hope there is. Prove I hope there I see- isn't. Yeah, I, okay, I can't. I can't prove a negative. So I'm not going to try to prove God to you, but if you don't believe in God, then there, there's nothing else that we have there. I hope about. he's there. I'm a hopeful. I'm hopeful he's there. Prove it like what? I don't know. Like what other thing would My you want to hold to the credibility of? I don't Like gravity? I don't do you, know. Do you believe like, in miracles? No, I don't know. So I'm dealing with just the text. The text lists this story, but you're going the separate mile of saying that it's it's acting like the sacrificing of the daughter is praiseworthy. I don't read that in the text. It doesn't say praiseworthy, but it definitely is like slightly endorsed by the fact that he gets added later on in Hebrews as like a great guy with super faith. And that his daughter embraces it yeah, and, and it like, becomes a I'm a here celebra- to get sacrificed for you. A recognized yeah. so and, then, and then the other Jews go, forever. what a great submissive woman who did what she was supposed to do quietly got sacrificed. For the sake of Israel. How, how, how can you, like, don't you feel that us as a species is completely different than, like, every other species? Not completely, but we are different. There are things we do that the animals don't do, but there's a whole lot of things we do that the animals do too. There's a part of me. There is. I, I, I must confess. There's a part of me being antagonistic. A dick. Yeah. On purpose. <laughs> for the sake of the cast, dog. For the sake of the cast. Yes. I'm being a little bit persnickety. Do you think there's but, gonna there's ever gonna be any other creature that's gonna create an environment like the humans have? I don't know, bro. There's a whole lot of UFO the, sightings the, going the, on right now, and the government is yes, yes, establishing UFO. Yes, UFOs. <laughs> Clapping for UFOs, there, one. There, there are what? Pentagon Wait, officials. Two. There's Pentagon officials Just give me the shivis. I'll just finish the shit. Yeah, finish two, the shivis. We, the there's Pentagon officials saying there's the materials we found that aren't from this earth. If we didn't kill off the Neanderthals, they might have also been rocks? doing this. You want rocks? I need yes. to go pee and then I'm going to come back and drink some more. Yeah, go, go here, yeah. So I'm, I'm done. Here. I'm done. This is whole conversation. Is, is there something over there I can drink? This is the best part. No, you're insisting things are there that aren't even freaking there. No, I got it. I just need something Are you saying that we're insisting God's there when we don't. We can't prove No, he's there. you're sure. insisting that the Bible says it's praiseworthy behavior, which it doesn't say. Honestly, half the conversation we've sure. had wouldn't Thank come you. have come up if he didn't bring up Hebrews <laughs> and just told the damn story and said in Hebrews. No, but Hebrews. Oh, forget it. You know what? It's just a circular argument. It doesn't matter. Whatever you say, Eric's gonna say something even more over the top and act like you're a stupid idiot for thinking what you think. That's all. 
You're Maybe. an unfair arguer because your your goalpost shifts. No matter what you oh, say, you shift your goalpost oh, to a wow. different standard. Your goalpost shifts. That's fine. That's no matter fine what I say, you shift it to a different effing standard. Yeah, but that's because that's what it means to be a human. I that's hate what it when our she experience. That. That's what our experience is as humans. That's what the whole Bible is: is shifting the goalpost over and over and over again. It shifts the goalpost up until the very end, and it's still shifting. The whole point is, it shifts. But you're saying things that aren't there. The whole point of Judges, and it's pretty explicit, is that the Jews turn away from God and from the law, and this is what happens. And then a judge comes along and does what? Yes. The judge comes along and defeats Israel's enemies because they have a level of faith. But then they mess up because they continue to model themselves after the other nations. But and Jep- that's what freaking happens no, here with Jephthah. The Bible doesn't say that about Jephthah, though. It doesn't it say that. It says that about all the Israelites. Yeah, but it doesn't say it about Jephthah's It doesn't situation. explicitly say it's good either. It doesn't implicitly. It doesn't, it doesn't Im- implicitly say either one or explicitly. But it implicitly implies that this is something worthy of us honoring, remembering, and lifting up. In both the in both the way that they remember the daughter and the fact that he shows up. All right. They Hebrews. also list the story Sam, wouldn't be in the Bible list, without. They list that. Samuel as a person of faith and a hero. Yeah. And it explicitly states that he messed up with his sons. They list David as as a person of faith and a hero. It explicitly states that David messed up. Nathan even calls him out on it. They list Samson as a hero. I don't see them call Samson out ex- specifically for his behavior, but he was a major douchebag. Gideon, the same thing, major douchebag. I don't remember what happened with Barak. Did they make holidays out of any of those poor behaviors? The holiday is a day of mourning. Yeah, but of honoring what she did. It's a day of effing mourning. It's right there in the story. Let's look it up. <laughs> That's so good. I love this. So Because I'm pretty sure they didn't make a holiday out of David having Bathsheba's husband murdered on the front line. They didn't make a holiday out of Samuel's poor children. They didn't make a holiday out of Samson's douchebaggery. But they made a holiday out of Jephthah's child sacrifice. Yeah, but everybody enjoys honey. It's a day of mourning. <laughs> it's still a holiday. It's like Memorial Day. Memorial Day, do we celebrate all the dead uh, soldiers or do we mourn them? Dia so, de los muertos? It's both. So there, there both is... And. There's something about this story that has impacted or touched us in a way kind of that the other chord. stories have not. <laughs> True. And I'd be What's curious to know me what is that Eric's is. Eric's ridiculousness. <laughs> Just keeping it real. I'm sorry that my keeping it real bothers you. I mean, you can keep it real by saying, all right, this is this is this is the point of the scripture is is they don't just present like beautiful, flowy things of everything happens. And it's nice about the Hebrews. No, it's it is the human experience. As and a, that's why it's in there. It doesn't just do that. It also it, it also, also praises unpraiseworthy behavior. Yeah, it has God telling Abraham to, to sacrifice his son. It has God killing and murdering his only son. It's got all kind. It's got God. It's got. David, God saying to smash the Gentiles' babies on the rocks. It's no, got, it does. David it does that. in Psalms, but who has? But Psalms is in is. You're going to excuse away all the things you don't like. I'm about. not excusing that. David Psalms, says it, not God. So you're talking about it's a real human experience, right? So this is where we could talk about inspiration, right? Like who hasn't? If you're constantly fighting with your enemy you may have thought things like that like i want to destroy my enemy and all their children and everything like that that doesn't mean that's praiseworthy well and that's why i come down on like the inspiration of the bible because 
I think there are parts of the Bible that relay where God's talking, and that is God. But the whole, the Bible as a whole is not God talking because of stuff like that, which doesn't clearly, I feel like, is clearly not um, aligned to what we understand as God's view of the world. And so, like, like God would not support the dashing of babies on the rocks. So when David says it, just because David says it, and it's in the Bible, you go, okay, David said that. doesn't mean God endorses it just because it's in the Bible. Yeah, but because some random where, people in 300 okay, AD said, this fine. is the Bible. But what about the places where God said, when you go on this land, you destroy everything? All, everything that's in it. All the people, yeah, men, said, women, kill, children. Kill the men, women, yeah. the, the children. animals salt, that God salt, said salt, that. Wipe them, the wipe them yeah, out yeah. completely. Yeah, that. that's, but you're yeah, also missing right. the stories here. You talk about Abraham and Isaac. Abraham, Isaac, where God says, sacrifice your son. Then you point directly to Jesus, where God does sacrifice his son. And you're not making that connection that there's a there's a through, there's a story here all leading up to Jesus throughout scripture. He even says to Abraham, the world's going to be blessed through you. Then he has this whole story about you should sacrifice your son. But then God is the one who sacrifices his son. I'm. I'm, is, a, is big, there anything... I'm a big fan of the universal Christ. I'm surprised you guys didn't draw a thread from Jephthah to Jesus already. I feel like we should learn that don't ask for shit that you don't want to deliver. But here's also here's also the part you're making a mistake on is you're is you're trying to separate you're acting like Jesus is like oh my little boy Jesus, but Jesus and God are so it's basically God saying here's what I'm going to become. I'm going to become this nothing person in the middle of the ancient Near East. A and E. That is little known. So basically, I'm going to become like you. I mean, there's more to it than just be like sacrifice your son. I mean, it's it's like God Himself. It's very He's sacrificing Himself. Yeah. Right, but but maybe this is a foreshadowing of that. I mean, or it. maybe God just approves of it, according to Eric. So. I don't think I don't think God approves of it, but I think I think. There's a lot of people that make empty promises and say, oh, God, help me with this, and I'll do this, and, yeah. and and never fulfill that. And I think God kind of just honors Japheth, or whatever his name is. Um, well because, done, Jameson. Yeah, because he actually does. I mean, yes, it's a, it's a horrible situation, but he actually does fulfill the promise that he made to God. And I don't know. I just think that's just part of it. But what about like, so let's, let's compare it to maybe Joshua in battle versus Japheth, right? So Joshua says, God, I know we can win this battle because of you. Please make the sun stand still in the sky. And God does it. He doesn't say, Oh, I'm going to do some kind of crazy vow or I'm going to sacrifice my daughter or whatever. Right. You please make I'm going to kill somebody other than me. Super what he does. And so it's, it's, it's the same thing with David where he's like, it's the heart that matters. So I believe, God, that we can be, we can win this. Will you please keep the sun still in the sky so that I can defeat our enemies? I think there's a difference, though, because Joshua walked through the desert with God as a pillar of light at night and a pillar of cloud in the day. He had a different kind of faith than Jephthah. Maybe Jephthah had and the rest of the Israelites had maintained their identity Jephthah would have known that story, but True. it didn't. They, so that's they, my point. So it's not freaking Jephthah's. Again. <laughs> it's not Jephthah's. It's not a freaking hypothetical. It is. Maybe if he they didn't had done know this. the story. Per, perhaps. Okay, we got We got to talk in that. hypotheticals, though. Perhaps we're, per we're putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. 
<laughs> okay. I'm just saying, if we're, I know I'm talking on hypotheticals too, but if what makes your hypothetical more likely to be true than mine? Nothing. Because God explicitly says, God explicitly says, don't be like the other nations, don't engage in human sacrifice. And if they had known that was the case, then he would not have even suggested, he would not have even thought that uh, sacrificing my daughter is an acceptable thing. But by the way, that's like one verse out of thousands of verses and like one law out of hundreds of laws. That's fine. But they would have known that. No, he wouldn't have. It's not likely that he would have known it. Even there's no way they would have. They couldn't have known it. They couldn't have kept integrity. They never did. They never were gonna. They never could have. They couldn't so, hold because on, they're hold they, on. yes, yes. They couldn't because they're human. But the point is, well, and he was exiled. So then we're, why are we we're saying he should have? Dial this down just a little bit. Whatever, I Brett, don't Eric. This question is for both it's of you. So freaking ridiculous the way you no, argue. No, no, no. This question. Stop. Hey, hey, hey. He tells me I'm <laughs> doing things that he's effing doing. I just said I'm dealing <laughs> hypothetical. I just said. I just said you might not have heard me because you haven't been listening to me this whole time. <laughs> but I said I'm dealing in hypotheticals too. Uh, what makes your hypotheticals better than mine? I think we got a married couple over Brett here. Brett likes I know, his hypotheticals. All right. So here's the question. Okay. Here's the question. Because you're. A- ah! Because you're accepting this in. Zip it. Zip it. Zip it. Look at me. I'm zippy long stuff. Zip it. Zip it. He's freaking ridiculous. Eric, take your headphones off for a minute. Brett. I can still hear you. Just go, go take a piss or something. No, Just put leave. your headphones back on. Listen to, no. listen to Ed tell me where I want to hear. No, so here's, here's the reality. I'd like to hear from both of you. What's the moral of the story without you hearing the other person's explanation? Right, which would require one of no, you. All right, no, 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 I like this. No, I like this. No, 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 I like this. I'll just listen to his bullshit. Like it's fine. This. <laughs> <laughs> He's coaching us right now. He's I'm not leaving. I'm Ed's staying coaching here. Us. He's coaching. He's coaching. I'm, I'm like staying it. here. Oh, I'm, I'm staying here. You can judge me all you want, but I don't have any law in front of me, so I can do whatever the hell I want. It's very true. Here's the beauty of it. If I leave, you don't have to. If I don't hear yours, that's fine. You stay put. You okay. can listen to mine, listen but I'm not listening to yours. <laughs> that's oh BS. I want him to listen to mine. All right, Brett. <laughs> what? I don't even know. I think What's I've the moral already... of the story? I've said what I wanted to say already, I think. So say it without any interruption. This What's is the... your floor. What's the moral? Yep. Why What's did, your takeaway from this story? What's the takeaway? Why did God who inspired nope, 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 the Bible? Nope, 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 don't, don't, don't. No, no, okay. Nope, just right. let, don't. What's, I would think, I, I think the moral of the story is if you, is, uh, I don't even know. <laughs> what do we, all right, what do we learn about ourselves in the story? This oh, is and what do we learn from, about the divine? All right, what yeah. do we learn about ourselves What do we learn about ourselves? What do we learn about the divine from the story? Right. Right. So, right. Go. what we learn about ourselves is often we turn to the divine to achieve something that we want, our own aims, and we forget about what God wants for us. This is a good example. So I will turn to the divine when I want to defeat my enemies in battle, and I'll even make promises because I, I believe the divine's there and I know he can help me. But that's still the wrong mentality. My mentality should be, how do I best serve the divine? And so then what happens is I make mistakes. Even though I still have this knowledge that God is there, like we all have knowledge that God is there, who hears without sin, right? right. So I have knowledge that God yeah, is there, yeah, but, I, but I'm still <laughs> selfish. 
Sorry. And I make it my own thing, all right? Versus versus a focus on God and what does God want for me, which despite whatever you say, he doesn't have access to the word and that's fine and, and I understand that, but that doesn't make the behavior okay because you don't know it. But it's there. And, and if we're going to believe in truth, then we know that the law is there, that it's true. And my failure to know it and, and obey it is, is my responsibility. I don't know. I'm just I'm kind of rambling at this point. But that's what I think we learned. And what do we learn about the divine? Uh, I don't know. Good question. <laughs> well, the divine, he's there and he made a promise to his people. And so he keeps his promises. And I don't know. Maybe he... He doesn't always intervene, so I guess he could have intervened and said, "Don't, don't kill your daughter," but he didn't in this instance, and I don't know why that's the case. That's where I am. So, Brett, you know, it's wanna... Brett's time to talk, and not mine. But yeah, not yet. You, you'll have your turn. Okay, sorry. I think Eric's probably thank, ready to come thank, back in. No, but yeah, before we do, Brett, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, we're all yep. better for hearing that. All right, let's get Eric back. May in God here. have mercy on your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, would you be willing to invite Eric back in? Uh, Eric, come on back in. Man, you are a coach, aren't you, man? Yeah. All right, who wants like, who wants to bet that there will be a reference to the ancient near? <laughs> Brett, <laughs> Brett, <laughs> Brett. Do you need to leave for him to speak? This entire coaching uh, session okay. is going uncut. Please do. Can, oh, I forgot. He's a like coach. a pre-Abraham Abrahamic He's doing person. Some coaching. It's uncut. No. Oh. Hey. 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 He is coaching here right now. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a Coach. peacemaker. Bless, <laughs> tip toe. Tip toe. Are the, hey, hey, are come the on, peacemakers. fellas, fellas. Oh, we right. can't say blessed are the peacemakers. I mean, come on. If we can't, so we'll so no. They said the er- cheese makers. <laughs> I believe that refers to anyone so who er- manufactures dairy products. <laughs> <laughs> it's all so interpretation. Eric, it's interpretation. Eric, bro. here's what we'd like to hear from you. Okay. 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 Without interruption from the peanut gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett, keep your mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) It's not video, Brett. Um, Good thing. We'd like to hear... um, General direction. He just farted in my general direction. (laughs) Okay. All right, what would you like to hear from me? Um, What do we... What do you take away from this about the human condition... Sure. And what do you take away from this about our understanding of God? Sure. Uh, Speaking of the mic. Yeah, that thing. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good catch. That was a good catch. Um, So what do I – my takeaway about what it means to be a person based on this human condition Mm -hmm. and what do we take away from what we know about God? What does this teach us about who God is? And you can have a break in between those two answers. Okay. But not too long a break because I'll get distracted. (laughs) (laughs) Just like right off the top of my head, I think that this story is indicative of – From just a human experience, not religious, okay? But from a human experience that is indicative of 
the recognition that exceptional something that ha something that has that needs to happen that's exceptional requires except is going to require exceptional sacrifice like from a human condition i think the story is saying to israel if you're going to it's going to cost you if you're going to if you're going to be who god wants you to be if you're going to be whatever from a israelite standpoint for us to be who god wants us to be then we have to be willing to 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 give it, give what's most valuable to us, which I think is a sentiment that's echoed throughout the scriptures, right? If you really want to follow me, then sell everything that you have, right? To the rich young ruler, the thing that means the most to you, you're going to have to give it up. I think that's a, I think that's a trend in a, that, that carries through scripture leading to God giving up the thing that means most to him is one and only son, or at least that's what the language describes, even though we know Jesus isn't like technically like physically God's progeny. My God didn't have sex with Mary. We, at least we, Orthodox, Orthodox Christianity, we don't think that's what's happened. That's what happened. That it's good. No peanut gallery. That it's going to cost. It's going to cost you. I think from a human perspective, that's what it relates to. And I think that anybody, no matter their religious perspective, can recognize that greatness requires sacrifice. That the more exceptional the need, the more exceptional the cost. That's what I think it, the, I think that is the moral of the story. I think what it teaches us about God is, uh, as a f was afore to mentioned, the divine is a the divine is a flexible idea that even in the scriptures and all throughout every culture reflects more about wh who the people are than it is actually about the, the character of the divine. I think that if the divine is there, and I sure hope he is, I hope God is there. I hope Jesus did what he said he did. It says he did. I believe I filter a lot of my experiences through the lens of Jesus's spirit working in my life. My wife, my kids, all the things that matter most to me come, they come through that lens of Jesus's spirit and embrace of Jesus's work on my behalf resulting in the presence of Jesus' spirit in my life to bring me into that narrative of life meaning something and heading in a certain direction and being a part of that meaning, that that if the divine is there, the characteristic of the divine is we get what we need by giving up what we have. Other people get what they need by giving up what they have. The gospel is we get what we needed most because God gave up his life for us. That's the... I think that that's what it tells us about the divine is that meaning costs us, that purpose is going to cost. It requires, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. I don't know. That's Quid pro quo. Thank I, you. And I also think it lines up with the physical, the, what we know about the physical world, right? Every, uh, every action requires. What's the th what's the, the second law of thermodynamics? Every action requires an equal and equal and opposite, opposite reaction. reaction. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. The greater the thing, the greater the cost. I think it's. I think it all. It's all supposed to line up. And I think it does. I think mm -hmm. that's what it does. Sorry. So I'll tell you the same thing, Don Brett. Thank you for sharing. We're all better from having heard from you. And I'll tell the two of you. Just like, what was that 
Adam I'll Sandler tell the two movie. of you that not only are we better from here We're than both of you. We're all dumber but, for having been here. May God have mercy on your soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that Adam Sandler? Uh, that was Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. We're all dumber for having heard from you. Go ahead, that. Ed. God have mercy Come on your soul. Our Sorry. listeners are also better from having heard from you. Um, all right. I, I'll so, go ahead and say or this. Or this is their great sacrifice. Ooh. <laughs> I'll also say that conviction doesn't come without without testing, without hashing it out. And I don't I mean, I hope you believe as passionate as you are and have been tonight about what you believe. I hope you have that level of conviction. And I'll go ahead and tell you, I don't think I don't have that. I don't know what it all means. I don't have that level of conviction. And I don't I don't. I can be very wishy-washy. I don't mind. I'm comfortable in the wishy-washy. It's just where I'm at, where I am. But I don't know. You've helped me. I, it helps me articulate things. I wouldn't have articulated any of this if we hadn't. If you hadn't been willing to share with me that your energy. <laughs> <laughs> your energy. Uh, you because the podcast, nobody could see. Uh, we're trying to make you out with that energy. With me, we, wouldn't uh, got, we wouldn't have. We got. Got here. You know I love you, but uh, but, so, so but, I, but don't say that to your wife. But I'm gonna I'm gonna agree. So the greater the reward, the greater the cost. That's why Christ is the cost, and there's nothing we could ever do. So I don't think the idea. I think the idea that we have to sacrifice something in order to achieve the reward that God has for us. In in my mind, runs completely contrary to the entire story of Christianity because the whole point of it is leading up to Christ, where the ultimate sacrifice is going to be Christ Himself. So the idea that I have to sacrifice my daughter or whatever it is, and Christ does say, "Pick up your cross and follow me." So so there's there's not this going to be this reward on earth, Right, so he he basically is all but saying that it's not going to be easy. It's going to be very unpleasant. Your ultimate reward is me in heaven. So this idea that for me to achieve like good things on earth requires me to sacrifice something else. I mean, maybe I guess in a in a in a um, purely temporal sense. Like if I want to be Michael Jordan, and, and I got to pre- practice my ass off. Pre-Christian and put sense. Or you just or you, you just described in an internal sense too. It's going to cost you. You just described that it did. It's going to cost me what? I mean, it costs God everything. And it, and Jesus said, pick up your cross and follow me. Jesus said, give up what matters most to you. Jesus, Paul said, it's going to cost you. The whole New Testament is to follow Jesus is going to cost you. You're going to have to give it up. All right. Jameson. Dead. No, no, Jameson. you guys. Ed, no. I, don't, I can't wrap it up like you guys did. So, I mean, I'm. I think we've I think we've yeah. hit all the areas of it. I, I can't really I, I add to I it. I can't really add too much to that. Yeah. All I can say is watch what you vow to God. Yes. I like that. Don't point. promise shit you can't deliver. I yeah. love that. Or that you shouldn't deliver. Or that you shouldn't. Right. Yes. If you vow something to God, you better follow through. And in general, I think... Even say, if it's... Oh, my God. Yeah, see, I... Well, that's that where here we go. I, I agree. I'm like... <laughs> I knew that was going to go. Well, and I think if you go to the Beatitudes, right? Don't, don't, pro- don't, don't promise shit. But don't promise stuff that is stupid. Don't promise anything. Where do the Beatitudes don't say promise don't promise anything? anything? 
Jesus says, let your yes be your yes and your no be your no. No oaths. No, I, if you do this, the, I do that. I swear sure on whatever. Oh my God, if you have my hair on my head, whatever, blah, 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 blah. All that bullshit. You either, you do what you say and that's it. Don't promise anything because you're not in control of anything. That's my thing. Are we listed in Apple as like a Christian show? To me. Because we might get kicked off after this. Listen, one. the point is, <laughs> God is about, <laughs> God, God is about. I will um, relist us under atheists. God yeah. is, God is about being for hopeful agnostic. God, <laughs> God is about being loyal to Him, not about right and wrong. And I'm loyal to God, but being but loyal I, to based God on your right. understanding, based on my understanding. But I would, I would not sacrifice my children for God. Yeah, hey, we got like a hey, thousand me on, and bugs. Get me on right track now, here. So. Oh, that was it. it. Did it. Damn. What was that? That was crazy. That was it. The so cicadas I, are crazy. I, I think we're going around the room. No, we're not. Just no, we're Ed, just Ed, do it. Close it out, Ed. <laughs> yeah, no, we're done. Um, we're done. All right. I think Brett just unfriended me on Facebook. I read the articles you post. You oh, provide yeah. a perspective that none of my other friends do. <laughs> that I think is thoughtful and informative. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Bible on the Rocks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. A special thanks to our contributors, Brett Hinkey, Ed Johnson, Josh Perius, Eric Smith, and Jameson Stubbs. Also contributing and doing sound editing is me, Jeremy Spittle. Finally, be sure to check out Spitfire's other podcast, Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. She's the introvert's extrovert and talks to people, so you don't have to. For now, this has been a Spitfire production. the greatest thing I've ever heard.